Fast Like Daniel by Scott Williams, Chapter 7, In Secret Daily Scripture When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen, and to your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Matthew 6, verses 16 through 18. Daily Devotional If you have met anyone who's a vegan, you'll appreciate this joke. How do you know if one of your friends is a vegan? Don't worry, they'll tell you. Fasting isn't supposed to be like a vegan, especially not in terms of how much you tell people. Fasting is supposed to be between you, God, and the people who absolutely must know, like your family if you are eating differently for a period of time. But like many spiritual things, we like to show others how spiritual we are, and it is no different in Jesus' day. In general, the entire practice of fasting was abused. Instead of a sincere act of self-denial and submission to God, fasting became a show, an empty ritual presenting a pretense of piety as a public image. The prophets like Jeremiah and Isaiah spoke out harshly against hypocrisy, saying that God would ignore any such fasts. In the period of time between the Old and New Testaments, things got worse. Fasting became the distinguishing mark of the pious Jew, and it was largely ritualistic. They fasted to confirm a vow, show remorse or repentance, and add extra weight to times of personal and group prayer. There were special fast days all Jews were obligated to participate in. Highly religious Jews such as the scribes and Pharisees saw fasting as something you did to achieve status with God and the religious system, so it soon became the primary way to demonstrate how spiritual you were. Of course, it was a false spirituality that led many in Jesus' day to see fasts as sad, obligatory religious exercises in self-discipline. If you remember getting dragged to Sunday school as a kid or teenager, that's about how fasting felt to the average first century Jew. Perspective Shift Jesus' understanding of fasting is significant because it represented a shift in the role of fasting. His initial attitude reflected the fact that he grew up participating in regular fasts, but his mature teaching about fasting broke with what everyone knew. We're going to take a look at two accounts of Jesus and fasting. His teacher about fasting in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 6, verses 16 through 18, and his fast and temptation in the wilderness, Matthew 4 and 2, and Luke 4 and 2. We'll talk about his temptation tomorrow, but today's scripture from his teaching in the Sermon on the Mount was a radically different approach to fasting that would have been nearly shocking in his day. Jesus condemned the type of fasting that seeks favor with God and others through a pious display of outward religion. In contrast, Jesus taught that what's really important is the unseen work God is doing in our hearts. Jesus was teaching that it's not about what we do on the outside that counts, but who we are on the inside. So does this mean we can't post it on social media? Not necessarily, especially if you are doing it as a group, with friends or corporately as a church. Here's what Jesus was getting at. Jesus was not condemning fasting here, but he was giving a new meaning for it. He reframed it, remaking it in his image and putting it back into the context of a personal relationship with God that is deeply meaningful, but may go unseen by others. Fasting draws us into the secret place, the place of the spirit where we really connect with God. Oftentimes, entire congregations, small groups, families, and individuals participate in a corporate fast, like this Daniel fast, where everyone is fasting together. 
There's lots of talk, community, breaking of bread, sometimes metaphorically, and growing together, which is all perfectly awesome. What's key is making sure the deep personal relationship and connecting with God is happening. Fasting is how we get there or make room for him in our lives. And instead of being about how we show others how spiritual we are, it's all about the changes God is making in us on the inside while we spend time with him. Fasting isn't about how much we show, it's about how much we grow. Daily journal, number one, how have you seen fasting, religious exercise or way of connecting with God? What would it take to change that? Number two, how much good will compulsory fasting do? What about when you fast freely and with a good attitude? Number three, what does it mean to connect with God in the secret place? Daily prayer. Lord, show me what it means to abandon my religious act and to put down my mask and really seek you. Break down the walls of ritual and posing that I've built and help me to worship you in spirit and in truth. To spend time with you in the secret place and trust that I will be changed when I meet with you. I ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Fasting tip. A family affair. Get your entire family involved at some level. When our two sons were younger, we would have them get rid of soda or only drink water or give up something during the 21 days. Naturally, they were eating somewhat Daniel friendly because that's pretty much what the fridge and pantry looked like. The commitment and conversation within a family makes a fast a more spiritual, real and connected experience. Join me tomorrow for chapter eight, Comebacks.